0: Anna? Well, what can I say? <laughs>
1: I've got book direct on my mug, quite apt really.
0: How did it feel to do the school run this morning and then come home again? Bizarre. How many years has it been since you've been able to do that? Um, You don't want to say. No, no, 25, yeah.
1: 27 years? No, 20, 25 years I've been doing a school run in some form or other. So it's odd, 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 odd. <laughs> God, I must expand my vocabulary.
0: I bet you've, you've realised how much time you actually lose sat in traffic, though, because didn't you get stuck in... Oh.
1: God. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday I was going through the whole. Oh, it's the last day that I'm taking a child to school. Daddy, daddy, and then it got completely, completely, um, the novelty, blindsided by the fact I hit a traffic jam within one mile of leaving the house. I should have stuck with that route. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent about you. You mentioned it. I don't think, I, I don't think our mentioned... <laughs>
0: listeners need to hear another.
1: No, 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 story. no, no, no. It's not a motorway story. But I tried every single route to get to school. Every single route was blocked from the M1 to the A512, to going the back way, to going past Charlie Road and down and Panton and da 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 da, and we got there with a minute to spare. But it's okay because his red tie assembly is today.
0: Anyway, it's a big moment. You're now full time. Property investor, property developer, service accommodation host. Oh, professional podcast. Oh no, what was it you wanted to be? Chief Operating Officer.
1: Yeah, I want to be a coup.
0: A coup. Chief Operating Officer.
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of operating
0: this week. <laughs> so watch out for an update to Caroline's LinkedIn profile. Yeah, like it, days. like it,
1: please. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but it's, it's work in progress.
0: Cool. So what have we got planned? So episode 17. Welcome everybody. Thanks for, thanks for joining us again. Um, we've got few things to cover haven't we i um, think it's a positive one this week there's there's lots of positives um we do want to talk about insects um and bugs just don't bug me about that one again Very good. <laughs> Um, and we've got a positive update on phase two for Eton House. And also we've got an update on the new fire safety protocol coming in for short term let's. In the- God, that sounds dull, doesn't it? Um, but we're going to be talking fire yeah, safety. I said this
1: is going to be a positive one. All you've spoken about so far is fire and bugs.
0: Yeah, it it'll be, it'll be positive. We'll make it positive. OK, so lots to cover. Should we get going?
1: Oh, let's do this. Let's get
0: into it. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship.
1: And my name is Caroline Winship, and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK.
0: With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment.
1: You can say that again.
0: Welcome to The Secret Serviced Podcast. Are we going with The Secret Serviced Podcast or Secret Serviced Podcast? I don't want to leave our listeners hanging for too long. I want to talk about insects. I've started itching
1: already. I've started I mean, itching. That's
0: the, the the headline for this week, isn't it? Insects and bugs. Um, We've had yeah two only two guests. I would say two guests, three guests maybe. Um, report um, bugs in their room. Yeah. Now, the reason I want to talk is because it, I mean it's it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? That 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 can be the basis for. Um, uh, a negative review yeah. well actually it's not even a negative review we've had we've had guests basically claiming that they refuse to walk through the door of the property and and immediately leaving and booking alternative accommodation and this that and the other a complete overreaction now don't get me wrong i'm not suggesting that um it's acceptable that uh, guests would routinely find bugs uh-huh. in their room but first thing okay so th- this is where i think it's interesting the reason i wanted to bring it up one of the guessing question, the most um yeah, the most challenging that we've had this week was um from America yeah, so here's my interpretation of that. so America has cockroaches, lots of nasty bugs yeah that there, there there is much more of an association, I think, with bugs meaning something not being clean mm. whereas actually what we're talking about here and it's been an education piece is as we all know, it's been unseasonably hot uh, mm. in the uk over the last few days and it's that time of year when um given the chance if a window is left ajar or even through some air vents and stuff like that little spiders what moths, is,
1: it's daddy long legs season daddy isn't it? long
0: legs they will come into the property and um in my opinion that's being misinterpreted by the guests as a sign that somehow the property hasn't been cleaned well, it, it has been misinterpreted. Oh, They've claimed it. I mean, it was pristine. And in fact, when our team went back to um, do an inspection, um, obviously it was now during the day. All the guests, all the all the well, the guests had gone, and so had the bugs. Um, the bugs had gone, and it was pristine. And, and, in, I, and I, immaculate. I just
1: and I just want to say here that I was down there actually that day yes, in that room with Kim. Well. With yeah. Kim, and we yeah. were just in that room, and that room was perfect, absolutely yeah. perfect, and. I don't want to get too much into it because I genuinely don't think there may have been a tiny teeny one, but we are, we have looked at the photos that she sent through. And we don't even think that she's posted the photos think. of the right room, which I don't, it's not you know. Clear. So... It's
0: not clear. But the bottom line is, <sighs> our mistake in all of this was made with the best of intentions. Um, the cleaners, when they left, left a window open, because it was bakingly hot. All the feedback we're getting from guests at the moment is around, can I have a fan? Mm. You know, There's not enough air in the room. So they left a little bit of ventilation. And, and... It, was
1: it was only on the latch, wasn't it? It wasn't even wide. It's yeah, maybe exactly,
0: a couple of centimetres. Yeah. And, and so okay. um, the guest has turned up. Late Later in the evening, um, presumably at some point, they put the lights on. That attracts the moths in through the window um, and they've freaked out, is, is the bottom line. So anyway, like you don't want to talk about guests today, do you really? Oh, no, you, I didn't actually. You know, I got you, caught up there. You, you, you don't want to get um, uh, bogged down in, in, in talking about guest issues because, you know, our um, our run of uh, challenging guests is, is continued, I think, that th- this week, safe yeah. to say. Um, we have... Uh, a mixed uh mixed record in terms of getting support from from the otas with Mm. with some of the the issues that we've been having um we did leave guests with a cliffhanger last week about that particularly um,
1: oh gosh that review uh
0: coercive review that was made with the threat of um sorry a refund that was requested with the threat of a negative review and That's it being sweet. the only review on, on Booking.com for Eaton House. Well, I'm pleased to declare hot off the press as of, what, 30 minutes ago, we yeah. actually ended up having a call with uh, a couple of people quite high up in Booking.com, which was actually really useful, was Very really useful. productive. Big thank um, you to them. I do appreciate that not every Booking.com yeah. host that might be listening to this will... Um, uh, will be entitled or, or, or have the opportunity to get a, a sort of one-to-one Zoom call. Um, it's sort of born of the fact that we have so many units and we have a big group account with them. So we spoke to the chain manager. Um, but that was that was really useful. And it, and it was useful, I'm not suggesting for a second that I feel... Sorry for, for Booking.com at all, but it was useful to get their perspective. Mm. Um, I do believe that if they'd taken this stance from the beginning, acknowledging the problem, apologising about the problem, then thing and, and communicating clearly what was going on, yeah. things would not have been so bad. And so actually, it was, it was. Um, it it was good to hear them take that stance in a sense that they showed a bit of empathy for what we've been through and everything else so we were covering a number of topics with them as you can imagine nothing that we haven't shared on the podcast already but um the one one was a few positive outcomes but the most important one for us most pressing for us certainly with respect to House, was that they have agreed to remove in its entirety this this negative review that is not easy to achieve in fact uh, initially they rejected our our um request
1: yeah
0: um and it went back to appeal and it had a number of people arguing our case i think um and they have removed the review yeah um which is just unfair uh, so absolutely totally yeah justice was done in that sense and it means that uh, certainly within the next 48 hours that that review should disappear from from eaton house and we, and, um, <laughs> and we can move on and all the other positive reviews are now allowed to shine yeah and the last thing i'll say on guests Uh, and guest reviews because we did talk about it last time is how we sometimes allow or it's just reality that one or two or three like over the past three or four weeks how many guests do you think we've spoken about in the podcast and we've had to deal with that have been you know the real challenging ones how many just off the top of your head oh three I was thinking three. I think it's been three guests. Well, I did a quick run on some stats before jumping on the podcast, which yeah. I haven't told you about. Do you know how many bookings we had in August? No. 291 bookings.
1: Wow.
0: So we have dedicated a huge amount of headspace. and we have been forced to. You know, mm. we, we have to defend ourselves when it's right to do so. Um, uh, a huge amount of energy, headspace, time, time that could otherwise have been spent moving the business, business forward, forward on yeah. three people out of 291 bookings, 1,025 nights booked. So there are effectively, let's say those three bookings were maybe two-nighters. I don't remember whether they were. Let's say that's six nights. There are effectively 1,019 nights that passed without uh, comment and, and without issues, and as we know, largely will have generated positive reviews. So I think we have to keep reminding ourselves of that.
1: Wow, that, that that is something that, um, yeah, I should get. I, I, and I think I, I reached, I had an epiphany, I think it was last night, after two glasses of wine. Um, and I suddenly thought, do you know what? I just need to move on from this. It, mm. I can't let it affect me so personally. I can't take it to heart so much because, you know, in order to move this business and continue thriving within the business, which I do love and I love doing it, I have to reset my brain a little bit and rediscover the me that deals with people because the me that deals with people is I, if you'd asked me a week ago, I'd say, oh yeah, I love everybody. I love our guests. They're all wonderful. But that's been a little bit squashed. And I just need to- A little
0: bit squashed. This experience has turned Caroline into a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, I was to... about stalking people and...
1: no, 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 no. I, I just want to rediscover my love of the human, the human, human, human. But beings. it is a
0: minority. It is a, the vast majority of our guests, and I now have stats on it are um, very positive and and very lovely. So um, we must keep reminding ourselves of that. And and to be fair, you know, I, I came down into the kitchen yesterday, didn't I, with a bit of a light bulb moment and, and a bit of a um, a kick up the backside for yeah. ourselves, really. To say, look, you know we absolutely cannot allow ourselves to have a victim mentality Mm. over this sitting there waiting for bookings to come through from online travel agents that don't support us where we are completely vulnerable to negative reviews um the way that we solve this problem is we get back on the phones, we get back on the email marketing, we get back on the social media, we start building those relationships with direct with customers who value the offering that we have. Yeah, who, which is a,
1: an amazing offering. It's that Who, who book with
0: us direct. Um, and then we um, we take these problems out of the equation.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, so would this be a good opportunity for me to mention
0: open brackets, function, room, Yeovil, close brackets? Um, yeah, it's. I, I think a lot of the teething issues now touch wood. Um, we're, we're on top of most of that, mm. I think, um, and, and we we know how this works now from various launches. Um, you know, there's always uh, and and to be fair, like a lot of the the teething issues came all at once because we got really busy really quick.
1: Yeah, we got really busy really quick, and then. It got really hot, really quick,
0: and that's a that's a, that's a good lesson uh, to anybody Fans. listening to this. Well, yeah, uh, but I think don't like the rush is, and, and we've probably been guilty of this a little bit again. You know, as soon as you've opened the doors, you want to maximise that income, you want to get those bookings coming in, um, and you know, we've certainly been on that on that path. Um, but don't don't rush. Like, don't don't immediately try and list on. Um, well, actually,
1: we, didn't. We, did, we did do we a d- stage we for this but, one. yeah
0: we did we did i'm just i'm just saying if anyone's listening to this don't, don't rush like you know don't try and list on every single channel possible from day one um get it listed on one or two channels um because you're going to get teething issues you're going to need to iron out mm. a few things and then you can start to build it up in a more sustainable way so my point is i think we're getting to that point now where we can start to think about okay let's push this out now direct let's get some companies in let's start listing it on maybe some more channels but also we're heading into phase two some other areas of this wider business that we haven't been able to put too much priority in yeah. like over to you F- function, function room, room yoga, yoga, which is the conference space so tell us a bit where we're up to with that
1: uh right so where we're up to with that one so um the function room Yeovil is comprised of a very large space, lovely space. You've got an area where you can have projection. We you can um, obviously have seating, but you've also got a lounge area with a TV. But what really, u-
0: capacity like thirty, yeah, people, thirty conference people. Facilities, yeah. yeah.
1: But the really useful thing is we do have a food preparation area, which at the moment is still a commercial kitchen. But so uh, Ian, our lovely. Our lovely man Danny Yeovil is in the process of selling some kit from there. Once we've got that kit sold, we're going to make that much more of a a food preparation area, a couple of combi microwaves, dishwasher, just make it really nice space for uh, the um, clients that we book it out to. So we're thinking we can book this out to uh, networking groups. Social events, local, uh, clubs, local and clubs and societies. We've
0: some marketing material, haven't yeah, we, now? Yeah, we um, did that yesterday. Some, some flyers coming down um, for the property, but also to uh, distribute around the area. Um, sticker for the door for any guests that come in it's all about cross-selling isn't it
1: yeah so we're trying to think about where we're actually going to market this 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 space um so again that's probably going to come up in our management meeting next week isn't Mm. it about how we're going to market this this area because it is a good space um we have got super fast wi-fi now Uh, so that's all up and running and um i'm just really trying to problem solve not problem solve but anticipate what we're going to have to have in that space yeah. you know tea coffee facilities things like yeah. that and how best to push it's it. it's a
0: new area to us isn't it it's mm. understanding all the processes i know jenna's looking into listing it on various um function room hire websites and and that kind of thing so it's a new area um i i feel quite relaxed about this i've kind of handed this over to you and jenna really mm. to run this side of it and i would really be interested I'm interested in it and I would love for it to be successful equally I am sat here just wielding my <laughs> hammer I'm there's ready, a lot of pressure on I'm, me and Jenna ready, to get this up and running I'm ready to convert, <laughs> I'm ready to convert this space um, into more units which we know we can sell in our comfort zone it's part of our wheelhouse um, whereas this isn't so I would love for it to be a success I like the idea of diversifying on site all of that still adds to the the income that the the property yeah, generates o-
1: yeah because obviously with it with this space if we if a company was looking for i don't know three day workings a uh, i'll start this again <laughs> if a company is looking to book this space out for a conference over yeah. two or three days we've got accommodation to yes. offer alongside yes. that so yeah. you know it, it does work in in both ways really for that for that space we've got parking you know there's lots of restaurants close by um i'm Zoe the wonderful Zoe has also got a contact for us with regards to catering yeah. so I'm going to be following that one up as well so I think this is a space which affords many opportunities which hopefully will increase the accommodation side of things yeah. as well and if
0: we don't uh do, don't book it beforehand I would hope that we can start to start to get some some interest in it but if we don't book it beforehand we've already got a test subject lined up haven't we so um we've got uh a, a property training workshop with the net gain club which is our property training company we've got that lined up in 7th of october October the 7th Um, so that would be a great way to test it i'm really excited about that (laughs) Um, so yeah it's um it's it's, it is exciting to focus on um how we now push this this business forwards uh, at eden house um the salon um, is becoming occupied 1st of, Oc- of October. 1st of October, the lovely
1: Lucy is um, going in there, yeah.
0: So um, Head Candy, I think our business is yeah, called. So yeah. they'll be based on site, and it will also help us to have a, <clears throat> a physical presence um, in the building. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to focus on... on what we're calling phase two now isn't it which is really pushing that pushing that side of it forwards we've got i think a fairly well-oiled machine now in terms of maintenance and getting Mm. all of that supported which frees up yeah great team and frees us up to now focus on really optimizing it over the next few weeks and months Okay, it's time to catch up with Jenna,
1: the lovely Jenna. Lovely Always Jenna. exciting to hear what she's
0: been up to. See what she's been she's been doing on a sales and marketing front. I mean, she's got uh, she's got a tough gig, gig at the moment because not only is she frontline dealing with a lot of these um, uh, labour intensive guests that we've been having the last few weeks, yeah. but she's um, also responsible for pushing things forwards from a sales and marketing perspective. So I know she's coming with some nuggets around social media and direct bookings again so without further ado i reckon we should give jenna a call. Uh, let's give her a call okay let's do it hi jenna welcome back to the podcast how are you doing
2: i'm good thank you how are you
0: we're really good. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're We're a bit hot. <laughs> we're a bit hot. We—it's uh, baking hot, isn't it? Everywhere, but we can't open the windows where we're recording the podcast for fear of uh, aeroplanes doing a a low flyover and yeah. uh, making too much noise, so we can drown everybody out. So, other than that, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yes, very good.
2: very good. It is very very hot. It is so hot. <laughs>
0: so, it is. Yeah.
2: How's your week been? What have you been up to? So this week uh, I've been mainly focused on social media. So just trying to get some more movement on followers. So more tagging of different businesses, adding their their businesses or their uh, posts to our story. Yeah. Um, just try and get a little bit more traction on that. Um, been focusing, on trying to obviously get the uh, mayor or MP, sorry, on to meet us next week. Yeah. Uh, so just. Just keep keep hammering him, <laughs> um, and yeah, and just following up on uh, guest reviews, etc. And just everyone that stayed with us, I've been making a point now of just following up with a WhatsApp message, just saying, um, I could you give us a good review if it's on Airbnb uh, Booking dot um, And obviously mentioning about Booking Direct because usually we get quite a lot of traction, and we've actually had two back from that this, this week. So yeah, that's really um, good.
0: That, that, that personal sort of touch is um, proving to be important, isn't it? Like we have automated messages that go out that contain all that information. But I think the fact that you've chosen to reach out to guests um, privately, if you like, is, um, has actually yielded some returns, hasn't it? And some repeat bookings, which is really positive.
1: Yes, well done with that. And I think we all have different ways of communicating, don't we? Because although we probably all have email on our phones it's so much easier, isn't it, to go via perhaps WhatsApp or some sort of communication platform like that because it's so easy and it's just much more informal. And I think you probably get more engagement, am I right in thinking, by doing it via WhatsApp that way?
2: Yeah, I think it, it shows us a bit more personal as well. Yeah. So we're giving that a little bit more of a personal touch. And usually if a guest has reached out to me, whether it be about, you know, fan, for instance. Um, usually we've got a, quite a good rapport. So it's nice yeah. to be able to go, okay, would you mind leaving us a, a nice review? And would you also just remind us, reminding you that if you book direct with us in the future, obviously you get X, Y, and Z benefits. So um, yeah. that's, yeah. And usually, with, especially with Eton like, House, it's it's workers that we're getting yeah. um, and we're getting repeat bookings, which is great. So why not take them direct why why let an online travel agent take that money
1: uh, that's really good and it's, it's just bought me it's made me think of something we we had a really good meeting this week didn't we i think mark you're going to talk about this but whilst i remember it one of the things that came out of that meeting was they were saying because they're from a marketing background they said you've got four seconds to get your message over in an email because that's the length of time that they well, obviously researchers said that people read their emails for four seconds with yeah. that message yeah so yeah but that was a really good meeting
0: wasn't it was it? so this was a meeting with um some some friends with ours that we know from a property networking event who very kindly they work in a, in a marketing background and they obviously know what they, we do very kindly um offered to share some of their time with us and some of their nuggets and expertise Yay. because um i think we are you know reflecting on our business and where we're at um we have a lot of these moving parts in yeah. place so we you know we do email marketing we do social media um we have uh you know automated messages that go out to the guests but actually i think we can probably be doing a better job in terms of pulling all of that together into a cohesive strategy and that was really the message that came out of that meeting wasn't mm-hmm. it like almost yeah. redefining our brand principles what we stand for what what our offer actually is because like i said in the meeting i think i think we were pretty clear on this about three years ago and i'm not implying in any way we've gone backwards i'll explain what i mean by that um we were pretty clear on it when we were running service departments because our main marketing message was basically to uh, contrast our offering with that of a standard hotel so we were talking about flexible living space, having your own front door, being able to share with other people rather than have to book multiple hotel rooms. So it's pretty clear what our selling points were that we needed to push. Now, the challenge is we've now gone into hotels, <laughs> so we can't overtly be waging war against the hotel model, albeit, as you pointed out, Jenna the Nicole, our model of delivering the hotel concept is not a premier inn, a travel lodge, etc. It's, it's, it's a serviced offering and so i think what came out of it is we've got some work to do haven't we to like just go back pull ourselves back to our core message like what do we stand for
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so he picked out a few points didn't he so he said you should have five values so our key messages so what we actually want to be displaying to our customer base yeah. um see uh, we do have uh, logos etc but it's just yeah. streaming streamlining them on like a social media platforms and our marketing platform so what what do we what logo do we use for, for x or what logo do we use for like z whatever um yeah. and then obviously you spoke about our like journey as well so maybe we could have something along those lines about where we've come from on our like on our yeah. website or something just show us who who we are as well. And then yeah. again, the four-second email was <laughs> was quite yeah. a shocker actually. I was well, thinking for me as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think i bother <laughs> writing beyond that second line. <laughs>
0: and i don't you mind know. i don't mind like reflecting on the fact and, and admitting it on the podcast that 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 we are a little bit disjointed at the moment and that's because I, and the reason i don't mind that is because i think a lot of other people who've maybe got into what we're doing from a property investment background yeah um will have arrived in a similar position to us which is you know you you um You take on some properties in order to generate maybe a bit of an income and then you do a few more and then you do a few more and then oh why don't we scale up and do a hotel and then oh what about a second hotel and a third and then suddenly you realize well hold on a second we've actually got a chain here or we've got a brand if you like without necessarily having set out with that i mean obviously like you said we had a logo and we had a website and all of that but in terms of building a brand from the ground up that's not something that we started we didn't start with that intention so we're now having to revisit that i think
2: yeah and i think that was that that was one thing that we'll pick up we have a management meeting this week next week sorry yeah um and it would be nice just to put all our heads together because everyone's got different ideas of how this looks and ultimately you you two are the the heads of it so it's like yeah. how do you want it to look to to someone who's just fresh at looking at it like yeah how, how are we coming across yeah. and it's it's funny because when you're in the midst of it you don't see it but you you know how you want to come across um I think that's a massive, massive nugget we took away definitely um, is what is our message. Um, So that's something we collectively next week can can look at, definitely.
1: I'm really looking forward to it because I like the fact that I remember when we met the first time, wasn't it, for our management meeting, that you said, uh, Mark, that it's a case of going to shut the doors. We're not going to look at our phones. We're not going to look at any messages. We're just going to focus on the bigger picture, if you like, and and just moving forward. And it just gives you a bit of headspace to be able to do that and actually be able to park the day-to-day stuff and just think, no, let's just focus on who we are, what we're doing and where we go.
0: But that's why I also think it's really useful every now and then to get a third party involved like we have um it wasn't that that these guys necessarily told us anything that we didn't already know but it's just useful like you said jenna sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees right we're so busy doing and we are doing it all we have all of the pieces but someone to look at it with fresh eyes from the outside and go hold on guys, you know, are you instantly recognizable as a brand? What's your key message? All of this that is required to pull it together. So yeah, as you say, I'm really excited about next week. We've got a huge amount to cover um mm-hmm. uh, in in the day because we don't get to meet up in person as often as we would like as a yeah. team. So we've got a huge amount to cram in, but I think that's going to be the the main highlight of the day isn't it um and it's a fun exercise to do is to is to get into all of that and i think we'll all leave a lot clearer about how we communicate with guests how we promote ourselves on social media etc so yeah that was really useful
1: and i'm quite excited on a side note of using the function room function room you've yeah. uh, you've ordered yeah. uh, mark's ordered some flyers he's created some flyers for that space um Ian's busy selling, uh, thank you, Ian. Ian's busy selling the cooker and the dishwasher and everything for us. So, once that's all gone, we're going to sort of not remodel that kitchen space, but just make it a little fresher for people to do book that space out because obviously it has uh, a preparation area. But it's going to be an ideal opportunity for us to use that space in a corporate way, Mm. if you like. We're going to test out the projector uh see if we need any more tables or chairs i've ordered the thermos flasks and the little milk jugs so uh so yeah it's uh quite excited
2: about that bit though.
0: can you tell can you tell she's excited about that
2: <laughs> function room <laughs> yeah we getting to that all put on our websites now um just sent a little bit to mark today just to look at just quickly um but yeah that 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 would be great. That would be such a good space in that in that area because sometimes people don't want to... I I think about this when I was back doing like a club manager, manager stuff and when you're in something so much, you just can't focus on what you need. So you, sometimes it's, get, it's good to get out into a different location where you yeah. can actually a bit of a brainstorm. Um, so I do think that would be really good. Um, a really good point for our hotel there. It's like another yeah. selling point, isn't it? And yeah. while they're in it, see that we've got...
0: Before we um before we let you go, Jenna, and I know you've got a very important thing to go and do today, um, so we need to let you get onto that. But before we do that, um, we I just want to pull back to something you said right at the beginning about social media, um, because one thing we have been doing is getting clear, I guess, on the role of our posts versus the role of our stories on on Instagram, for example. And, well, I I think it's really important to bring it up because I think people do get modelled up. And I think people, um, you know, the stories element of Instagram is very much about behind the scenes. It's about documenting the journey. But equally, where we need to use it as a business is to create engagement. So the fact that it's about obviously adding hashtags, but they don't quite have the same importance that they used to have on Instagram. It's about the mentions, isn't it? The at tag, the at mentions of different businesses, um, different even like press and people like that, adding multiple mentions to a story because what you want and i, I had this i had a, a trip to london with my son this week a couple of days away and i decided i would on my own personal stories i would document our little sort of foodie tour of london and obviously i would tag in all of the venues and the locations what and
1: tag? you mean the at mention thing
0: yeah I yeah yeah got... tag yeah not yeah. hashtag tag them it's with called tag tagging connection. yeah at um, so I would mention the the various restaurants and what have you, and I would tag the locations as well. And the number of times that the the restaurant picked it up and they reposted it or they commented and and obviously what we're doing then is we're piggybacking off of their exposure and their audience. And I think sometimes you can we can fall into the trap of thinking that stories are just to entertain our current followers.
2: Oh um, yeah
0: which is that as well, but the more we can actually use that to leverage out on other people's audience and get them resharing, reposting, commenting, then suddenly people will go, oh, you know, who's this gateway accommodation? Who's this Stay New Forest? And they they might follow us, and that's how it grows.
1: I suppose because I was down in Southampton today, and I did actually, because I go in fits and starts, and I do apologise, Jenna. So we've now got a little WhatsApp group, haven't we, that we, as a team on the ground... Upload content for Jenna to use. So, you know, we sent about 100 messages on Thursday that we did it. And then, of course, nothing for a little while. So I thought, oh, I'm down in Southampton. I'll take a little video of the garden space for guests because not many places have a sort of communal, really nice area. So I took a little video of that and the outside and everything else. So, with that one, is it possible? Because I know um, there's the open days of Southampton University coming up there's the um hospital that's very close the airport that's very close obviously we've got massive cruise ships coming in so are you saying that we do like at i don't know southampton docks yeah at, oh is that so that's how it yeah, works yeah yeah yeah
0: any, any any anyone any anyone that um is relevant to what we're posting um okay. yeah that's we're trying to, to to push it out as far as we can and You know, if we don't do that, all all that's going to happen is it's just going to circulate within our existing um, audience, if you like.
1: And I think, I, I mean, I'm not one for mentioning age, but I think because I, yeah, I think it's for people that are slightly, I'll say the Facebook generation that are used to using Facebook and things like that. I think for people like that, like me. Instagram has suddenly grown very quickly, hasn't it? And understanding how Instagram works in relation to stories Mm. and posts is, is you know, quite important to get your head around. So yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's you definitely have to have that relevance there. So like for instance, yesterday um, when we've got um, last minute availability, that's when we need to when I need to look at um, and get better at is. Getting to finding who and what's going on at that time, yeah. and what we actually in those time scales that we've now that free booking for, uh, the nut, Nutcracker Suite. Um, what's what events are going on in that time?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and tag for that. So that's something that. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get up and running on a story, but actually, how are we utilising it? And are, am I as a social media kind of getting get, doing enough on that? Um, yeah. So you can question it because everything moves so fast. Oh, it does, yeah.
1: and also it's it's like oh, it what's happening around you, isn't it? So for me, I'm quite a visual person, and Mark will laugh because we had a meeting for Stony Forest yesterday, didn't we? And Mark was busy putting it all the actions on Airtable, I'm busy writing them in my book. <laughs> And he said, this is all on air. I said, I know, but, you know, also from an education background, people understand and learn and remember things in very different ways. So for me, having an events calendar on the wall with everything that's happening, you know, it. I mean, I know it's all available online. I know we can research, but it's almost like having a big wall planner and like, I don't know, 21st of September, it's the World Superbikes. Uh, then we've also got the Limington Food Show. So it might be worth having a huge, great wall. And then in green, it's the Stay New Forest stuff. In red, it's the Midlands stuff. In yellow, it's, you know, the southwest stuff. So that it's possible to see at a glance what's going on, isn't it?
0: And then all you need to do, Jenna, is you need to drive four hours up to us to look <laughs> at our wall that we've created so that you can see the calendar. <laughs> Clearly, That you know, that's... No, That's thinking- really gonna work for a remote team. No, I'm just management. thinking out. No, I know what you're saying. I, I think the, the the challenge is that we we need to have like eyes in the back of our head, don't we? We need to be looking backwards, forwards, everything else at what's coming up and what's. But anyway, the the, the main message was like this is we we don't actually care about how many followers we have on social media. That's not what this is about. It's about engagement, isn't it? I'd much rather have, and if, to be fair, this came up in that meeting, didn't it? I'd much rather have less followers, but a load of engagement, a load of views on our, you know, or our videos or our posts than having, you know, 5,000 totally disengaged followers who who just don't respond to mm-hmm. or, or engage with what we're doing. That's the bottom line. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I definitely think, obviously, the content that's coming through, like we can, we can definitely, well, I can definitely utilize what we've got. Um, obviously, well, Dropbox, what, what we use as a like a little share where we get all our photos, etc. That's great. So, it's just, it's just, it's just huge initiative, really, isn't it? Yeah. And just seeing what we've got coming up um, with yeah. events and just keep keep trying, spinning our plates, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you as always, Jenna. Oh, thank you,
2: Jenna. We will brilliant.
0: we will let you go because we don't want you to be late and have to drive too fast to where you're going. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to drop you in it. I'm not going to drop you in it. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, have a great day. And thank you so much for thank for coming you. on and, and giving us some nuggets as always. And um, we will, well, we'll catch up with you in person next week, which is really exciting.
2: Yes, I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Oh, hi,
0: See you, Jenna. Bye. Hi, Jenna. bye. So how was your trip to the Madison this week? You had a, a, a flying day trip, didn't you, down to Southampton? Oh, Hamilton I do love that? to be busy,
1: don't I? Well, I had a very good trip. Yes, the A34 was flowing well. The Oh, you don't mean that bit. <laughs>
0: No, I'm not asking. A34. You were way off track if you were going down the. Yeah, of course I was
1: going down the A34 Southampton. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. I'm getting What's he confused. like? Yeah, yeah, sorry, that was me. Yeah, you're getting sidetracked by Gloucester services. All there was these no Gloucester
0: stories becoming just a blur in my <laughs> mind. Um, okay, so how was it? So was it a productive day? What were you there for?
1: Oh, it was a really productive day, actually. Um, so we are. Looking at our fire response at the Madison, so at the moment we have a digi system whereby if the alarm goes off, five people are alerted. Closest one gets the Madison. Um, this puts quite a lot of strain on the team <laughs> that have to respond.
0: The, yeah, I was closest one gets the prize. I thought you were going to say. I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Clambering <laughs> to have to go and do it, unfortunately, yeah. it is a, a big responsibility to put on people. Um, yeah, and
1: also it's it's like we've got to bear in mind that you know they can't fully relax and think. Because at the back of your mind, I know it would be if I was down there, oh, God, what if the fire alarm Madison goes off. So this is going to be an excellent solution. So contacted a team, uh, Armed Security, which are a a nationwide company, and they provide um, key holders, if you like. Is it called
0: key holders? It's a key holder service. We have key holders, but they provide a key holder service where other people either aren't able to do that or don't want to do that. And essentially, certainly within uh, main... Population hubs, so cities. They have people essentially driving yeah. around, as I understand it, yeah. don't they? On on alert, on call yeah. for security call outs and fire call outs. Yeah.
1: So the reason for the visit was that we had to check that the specification of our system, what we needed to do in order to upgrade it for the new system. So I had to meet with the fire people. I had to meet with um, Tim's team down there, who are actually going to be carrying the out, the, and, yeah, the yeah. physical work because we have to have an armored in. so that if God forbid there is a fire, the the cable remains intact so that the call can go through to this call centre and then the people on the ground in Southampton are alerted. It went really well. It was very positive. We can do it. We've got the quote through. We just need to move forward. So for our team in Southampton, this is a huge relief for them because they no longer need to, you know, be on call for that. And I think it's something worth mentioning for anyone that operates a remote system to to really nail down this response, isn't it?
0: Well, it is. Um, it is certainly anyone that's looking at um, a bigger project and a hotel or something of that description, because you know that is a legal obligation, um, and the fire authority do have an expectation um that we would respond within 15 20 Mm. minutes i don't think that's the legal standpoint is it an hour an hour but but you know they they i think you know once you start talking about apart hotels with self-catering facilities in every room you know it just rings a lot of quite literally, Mm. excuse the Mm. pun, alarm Alarm bells. bells, Um, And um, yeah, we don't want that to become an imposition to our team. And it is a big responsibility um, for them. So we are looking at sort of, um, using a third party for this. But you're right in that it is a consideration for anybody that operates service accommodation, holiday lets, um, even if they're just little holiday cottages or small buildings or apartments, because the fire um safety requirements of short-term lettings have changed recently and not a lot of people know this um this hasn't been widely communicated mm-hmm. i don't believe it's it's sort of you know it's not become a sort of media story as it were um and when the government introduce new responsibilities for landlords it's not like they're going to go out of their way to Mm. find all of the individual owners of holiday lets and contact them about these changes necessarily is your responsibility as a responsible landlord and operator to keep up to speed with all of these changes in parliament. So we do that by networking, we do that by being on various forums, et cetera, so we can keep up to speed with it anyway. What is what has been called a guide to making your small paying guest accommodation safe from fire was released by the government in March 2023 with the implementation date being October. So it is literally just okay, around the yeah. corner now. Um, and so this will impact anybody. So up until this point service departments holiday letting anything short stay like that has occupied this sort of murky gray area because it's been really it hasn't got an official planning use class yet um it, it's been very difficult for anyone to pin down mm. and there haven't really been any formal fire requirements now we've mentioned this on the podcast i talk about it in my training that we always recommend that hosts go above and beyond just because there's not a requirement doesn't mean that you don't have the ethical responsibility as effectively a landlord to protect your guests and make sure that everything is the way it should be so nothing coming out in this new requirement should be a surprise if you're you're already but equally there will be thousands of people operating small scale I'm going to call them Airbnbs where it's not like it's an HMO where they they've already had to meet various license requirements etc but they will now be required to do a few things well what one thing really from a fire safety perspective and I wanted to mention it on the podcast I apologize if this is a slightly boring segment (laughs) but I wanted to bring it up because there is a huge as always with these things there is a huge amount of sensationalism and panic and everything amongst operators that I'm seeing online a lot of people saying right I'm That's it. I'm exiting. I'm selling all my um, Airbnb properties now because I've got to spend £5,000 on fire doors throughout and, you know, panel alarm systems. And that is not what this is saying at all. And I'm going to read it to you word for word because you've got to. If you're going to be a professional in this space, you've got to take it from the horse's mouth. You can't listen to hearsay and what everybody else happens to be saying about this on mm. Facebook. So read the material. This is all readily available on the gov website. You just need to Google a guide to making your small paying guest accommodation safe from fire. And it's all there. Now, the first point is the most pertinent one. All they're saying is that you are required from October to carry out a suitable and sufficient fire risk assessment of your premises and to record your findings. Now, you should be doing that anyway, in my opinion. You should have a fire risk assessment anyway, if you are letting out any type of accommodation. So that shouldn't, that I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm hands up. I'm not saying we've got fire risk assessment for every single property. We've got it for most of them. We've got it for certainly anything bigger than a- a, Can I
1: ask a question? A single unit, yeah. Does it have to be done by an accredited fire assessor? No, it doesn't. Okay,
0: Okay. so let me read this bit out. So um, ensure that adequate fire safety measures such as escape routes and fire alarm systems are provided and that steps are taken to prevent fire from occurring. You're required to maintain those fire safety measures in good condition and in effective working order. So it hasn't said what they are yet. Um, You're required to have adequate fire procedures to ensure employees, guests and visitors are aware of what to do in the event of fire. So in our case, that will simply involve um, making sure that there's physical fire signage within even our individual properties. Just the same as we do with our multi-unit blocks. We have the signs on the insides of the doors doors saying this is what to do in the event of fire. This is where you need to go. This is the assembly point. So you need to do that effectively, even if it's a house.
1: Oh, okay. So meadow, cotton, places. Yeah. So it should
0: be pretty, pretty logical what you need to do in the event of fire. And don't get me wrong, you'd you'd expect most people could figure that out. But that's their point: is that the reason that short stay accommodation should be under more scrutiny from a fire safety um, point of view is if someone is staying in um, a, a property that they don't live in. they wake up in the middle of the night to an alarm. They're a little bit disorientated. They yeah, can't remember the layout that. of the, you know, do I go, am I in the end room? Or, you know, we've all been there. You get a little bit disorientated. Maybe they've had a few drinks. Who, who knows? But the point is, they're not familiar. And so we have to remember that. And we might think, well, it's logical, go out the flipping front door, you know, but. That's a fair point,
1: actually. I hadn't really thought about that. That's all this is
0: saying, basically. And then it says we need to give suitable instructions about fire procedures and fire safety measures to any staff that you employ. Yeah. Fine. So we, we will um, we will make sure that our staff, or they are anyway, um, cooperate with any other person who has duties under fire safety legislation to coordinate the fire safety measures for each of you who is responsible. And then keep your fire risk assessment and fire safety measures under regular review, um, which is best practice anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's all it's saying. Now, don't get me wrong. Are there some properties out there that are bigger that are maybe uh, multi-unit blocks, or they are, uh, I don't know, whatever configuration you may have that represents such a fire risk that you will need to install fire doors, um, maybe even fire safe corridors, that sort of thing. Yes, potentially. But this is not saying that every single holiday let in the UK, in England, is gonna have to suddenly spend thousands of pounds on fire doors and interlinked panophile alarm systems. It, it actually outlines later on in the document, I'm not going to read the whole thing, that clearly... Every property is going to be different. It's going to have different requirements that are not going to be the same from one property to the next. All we ask is that you conduct a fire risk assessment, you understand the risk involved, and then you make a realistic assessment of what is needed mm. in that situation. Yeah. And actually, guys, it's actually quite a useful document. I don't say this very often for stuff that um, gets churned out do, by the um, government.
1: Because I had a look at it as well. They do um, example room layouts as well, don't they, and things like that.
0: Yeah, no, they have pictures on, on, on the document around, well, don't allow your corridor make sure you've got regular cleaning and and housekeeping don't allow your corridors to be cluttered up with junk so that people can escape you'd think so but it's clearly there must be enough of a reason for them them to to say this and to implement it um but there is some really useful information guys on this document about how to conduct your own fire risk assessment you're asking does it have to be um performed by a company no now so our take on this my take on this is if it's a multi-unit block um, we always get a third-party yeah. expert in to come and do the fire risk assessment, partly to cover our backs, if you like, but also to make sure that we're covered. Um, and, yeah, I, I just want to know that we've got that that level, that stamp on it, basically. Individual properties, we'll be more than capable of doing it ourselves, and, and it, all it has to be done is by a competent person. I, I, like, I, I like to think we qualify as competent people um, sometimes. And so... <laughs> There's actually some really useful information on there about how to do that, the kind of things you should be noting down, the kind of things you should be looking at. Okay, yeah, cool. That's it in a nutshell. Um, But I I think it's important that any hosts listening to are aware of that. Anybody thinking about getting into service accommodation, if we haven't put you off um, (laughs) with everything that's been kicking off in the last few weeks, um, please do hunt down that document. Um, It's readily available and it's not scary. Um, and it's much needed it's um could we
1: put a link on our instagram page we can put a link on the instagram
0: page i might even be able to put it in the show notes of this episode um, which hopefully will be useful for people um we talk a lot about fire safety it is not something you want to mess around with um it's not something you want to cut corners with um and so you need to be aware of it so the other thing that we need to be doing is making sure that our landlords that we manage for um, have read this document because it may mean that they well ultimately uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head here as to who has the obligation then to conduct the fire risk assessment is it the managing agent or is it the owner of the property Um, that's a good question we'll need to look Look into into that that Um, but they certainly need to be aware of the changes and they need to be aware that there may have to be some upgrades to the property yeah,
1: that's that's really useful. It is, it is. very good.
0: I am useful sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, and I, and I quite like the fact that it's not scary because sometimes you know .gov things are a bit scary.
0: Right, that's a wrap for episode 17. Oh, and I almost forgot, we got a lovely message from Jackie on Instagram about the podcast. How would you leave it till Um, the end? I know, I I think you're going to like this one. Oh, good. She says, I love the podcast, so much useful content. My favourite part is how Caroline has grown into the role, from nervous and out of her comfort zone to professional podcaster. Thank you for your time (laughs) and honesty. It's enlightening.
1: Oh, thanks, Jackie. That's lovely. Now listen, Jackie. Sorry, yeah
0: she doesn't need any more encouragement
1: oh i do i do i really
0: do the size of a planet no it's not (laughs) thank you it's lovely to hear from you and um i'm I'm glad to hear that you're getting value out of the podcast um uh, that's really great and we we love to hear from all of you so um please do give us a follow over on Instagram, yes. at Secret Serviced Podcast. That is the best way to reach out to us. Um, send us a DM, send us a voice note, even send us a video um, to have the opportunity to be our listener of the week. But it is great to hear from you. Um, equally, if you get two minutes just to leave us a read. Now, guys. There are. There's lots of you listening to this podcast now, which is absolutely fantastic. We don't have a lot of reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't think you can review on Spotify. I think it's just a star rating. Anyway. Um, if you do get a minute, please drop us a review. Just just a couple of lines would be absolutely fab on, on Apple if that's where you're listening to it. Um, it does help other people discover the podcast and it seems to be landing with some people, so we're keen to push it out as much as yeah, we can. Um, we can see that there's lots of you listening and so we would love to hear from you either in person or in the form of a review. Um, cliffhangers.
1: Oh, well, it's got to be function removal, hasn't it?
0: As in, will I yield my hammer?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to make sure he doesn't yield his hammer, and I get it up and running, and it looks Who's gonna fantastic.
0: Win? Who's going to win, Caroline? Me, me, is me, advocating me. for this to run as a uh, function, function space long term. Um, I am probably advocating for it to be converted into I actually rooms. think I'm
1: quite excited because it's a good party space. <laughs> well,
0: I will tell you what, we're gonna. I'm not. I'm not going to put ourselves on the spot on this now, but we probably do need to have a date where we decide on that like has it been viable no no about whether it's been viable um (laughs) as a function room or whether or not we need to consign it to become oh it's uh, got to be at least
1: nine months nine months months. yeah of course it has a no nine months
0: anyway that's the cliffhanger Um, yeah i can't say that will be resolved by next week can we put some photos
1: on um our instagram
0: yeah we can
1: do that perhaps people could like our photos and say it's a great function room let's keep it that way
0: Cool. please follow and subscribe <laughs> wherever you get your podcast fixed. Thank you again so much Thank for you. listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care everyone Thank you bye bye.